What's up, my loves? Divine Feminine, Divine Masculine Gang Gang. Listen, um, I stay in my head. I'm telling you guys, I know I need to keep these headsets on me because this is exactly the space I need to be in. Um, I'm knocking these podcasts out back to back to back, but this is how it needs to be. I talked in the previous podcast about how I can see that maybe there could be a correlation where I think once the ADOS or FBA um, collective melanated black human community comes together and figures out what it takes to get our own anti-hate crime and hold, you know, law enforcement accountable for how they're using our green tax dollars to fund themselves um, and harm us in the process. I mentioned that I think that um, when we figure that out, it's going to spill over into other areas, such as housing. And I talked about in that last um, podcast about the importance of that, right? Um, Because there's mechanisms that have to be in place. Oh, man, this is going to be longer than I thought. There's mechanisms that have to be in place um, for for us to get to reparations, right? Um, and that means we're going to have need to have politicians who truly represent ADOS and FBA because Congressional Black Caucus, NAACP, people like Tim Scott, Herschel Walker, Larry Elder is not it. People like Van Jones, um, Roly Poly, Roland Martin is not it. Okay, we're going to have to figure out how to get because a lot of these things have already been done. A lot of things, a lot of these things, as as it pertains to restorative justice, the formula is already out there. Is there hurdles and does it just further prove that the the the. That racism is systematic, yes, but hear me out. Reparations have already been done for um, Native Americans, for the Jewish when they went through their Holocaust, um, for the Japanese, I believe, Japanese or Chinese, which that did not even happen on U.S. soil. Um, A lot of you would be interested to know that when Barack Obama was president, he actually signed a bill to make like another $12 million towards reparations for the Jews. So y'all are still paying taxes and you're still paying for reparations. So don't come at me with, well, I don't own any slaves. Um, No. You, for one, the Holocaust for the Jews did not happen on U.S. soil either. Okay. And, but you're still paying taxes for it. And I don't hear you bitching and moaning about that. So just save me, miss me with that. Okay. But so the, one of the most fascinating things for me, when, when I say that it, the formula is already out there and we need to replicate it. And yes, I know, I know boo, like some of you are going to say, well, the racist system is, um, makes it that much more difficult for us. Cause it's, it really is anti-black, right? It's things like having legislation, 
for the George Floyd Act. This is to tell you the kind of system we're dealing here within 2021. For any of my listeners who are going to listen to this in 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, this is what your ancestors had to go through. Can you believe that um, we're in 2021? They had the trial for George Floyd, right? The, the person who killed George Floyd. And he was convicted and whatnot. Can you believe that they put up statues all throughout the U.S., but there's actually a George Floyd Act, which will address like police brutality and put things into law that makes it difficult for them to have qualified immunity. Do you know that they didn't pass that, that law, but we have a bunch of statues of George Floyd in a neighborhood near you, but the law didn't pass. Do you know that it's been like almost um, like a hundred times that they have tried to pass the anti-lynching law? And as of 2021, it could be more. I'm going to start to get the stats and the numbers on this for you. But they can't seem to pass the anti-lynching law. This is in 2021. Joe Biden, we did it, Joe. For all of you Black people who thought that he had, you know, was going to be loyal to you when he clearly showed his ass and doesn't like black people. You look at the 94 crime laws, but anyways, so you start to look at um, what was fascinating to, fascinating to me is that when Donald Trump um, said that the, the virus came from the Wuhan lab, um, within, it wasn't even a whole full year but because Biden called the, the virus the Wuhan flu, the Asian community came together as a collective and within less than a year of that happening, they were able to get the anti-Asian crime laws. If you even so much as bat an eyelash or look in their direction, you can be fined, um, jail time. And they're very strict about it. You cannot discriminate against them in any way, shape, or form. How you figure they went through one year and we went through 400 years of not just slavery. Um, I think for the Jewish Holocaust, it wasn't even that many years. I have to look up and see for the Jewish Holocaust compared to the Black Holocaust. But I, if, if I even say it was 100 years, you guys, I one of my favorite books was Anne Frank. Um, cried my eyes out because I'm a Mars and Leo. So the whole love story that's in there and I'm an empath too. So I remember, I still remember the book, still remember highlighting and having to talk about it in class, cried my eyes out because I was just so heartbroken for this girl that was around my age and at that point, I have my crush in high school, and I'm thinking like, oh my goodness, that could have been us, it could have been me, and at the loss of her family, and the, the everything that she went through, but I, I'm saying all of that to say is, as much as I, I liked the story, and I remember also watching parts of the Schindler's List, Schindler's List was a little too graphic for me, um, I grew up very sheltered, and I wasn't allowed to watch movies, so when I was um in high school and went to the private school and they showed Schindler's List, there's things that um really affected my psyche from watching it, like how gruesome and brutal the murders were. Um that 
when I tell you guys, I can still see the classroom, the, the different parts of the, it was, there are things in my life that I remember very vividly. And so that's another one of them. But I'm saying that to say that I don't remember how long the Jewish Holocaust was. If I'm saying it's 100 years, I will come correct as I'm starting to move forward with these conversations so that I can have it accurate. Um, compared to the 400 years of the Black Holocaust with slavery, with um, the things that they did to the children and with medical um, apartheid, with police brutality, um, with the redlining and the financial system and how there's abuses there. How is it that we can have all of those injustices for a long period of time and not get it? And I, and I get it because in me asking it, we kind of know the reason why, but at the same time, it's like, uh, what fascinates me and I keep, um, trying to bring in some of the details to kind of tie it into a nice little bundle is with the um, Asian community being able to pull it together. They paid a politician and they paid lobbyists to get that act in place. So that means a lot of us are going to need to have to get our money up, you know, and we're going to have to be able to select one of our young people Um one of the things, because the reason I'm saying this is like Simone Sanders, um, she's a black woman. She uh, was serving as Joe Biden's PR person, but she was groomed from an early age. They handpicked her from, I want to say she was either 16, but she was just coming out of high school. And the Clintons took her and groomed her to take on their ideology um, and to speak on their behalf, even though it was contra to the Black community. Um, they basically used her um, as a weapon against the Black community, but um, they they groomed her to be a voice piece for their agenda. So what it would take for us as a, as a Black melanated human community is to, to start to identify our young people that we want to give them a life time career where we're paying their scholarships for them to go to um, these law schools, to go into politics, to take the PR classes, to take the marketing classes, to take the, um, uh, there's another thing that, like speaking classes, and we're going to need to put our, allocate our resources to where we can focus on our youth in such a way, in a collaborative way, that we can put them in different places where now they're in Congress, now they're in Senate, and um, now they are speaking the voice that we need to, to speak for us. It might take some time. It will. And that's where you have to give the credit to the Asian community, too, because I they as much as this happened within less than a year of Trump calling this virus the Wuhan thing and them getting the whole anti-Asian hate crime thing, they had their people in place. They have um, different people who are in Congress, on Senate. Um, California, Takano came forth and did what he had to do, right, to contribute to those voices. And I think that that's something that we're going to have to do. It's going to cost us some money but and a little bit of collaboration, but that's kind of what we're looking for, looking at. So let me get back to why I was saying that this is going to be important, that we learn to master 
when in the process of mastering what it means to hold these people accountable for our tax dollars when it comes to police brutality and defunding the police. Can you imagine the scenario in the housing community I had mentioned in the previous podcast? And there's that statistical journal, statistical, you guys, <laughs> it's two o'clock in the morning. There are scholastic peer-reviewed um, articles and journals talking about this. One of the last articles that I read was in 2019. It had just been published that year, 2019 or, or 2020. No, it was 2019, beginning of 2019. It had just been published and it was talking about the stats that in 2019, this is just three years ago, there are Black homeowners who are paying up to 400% more in taxes for no other reason than that that they're Black. 400% more than their white neighbors and their white counterparts. Redlining still exists in 2021. There are still stories you can Google and find um, talking about how when a Black family has their house appraised, it is devalued time and time and time again, unless they take down everything from their um, that, that shows that they're Black in their house and get a white friend to come in and sit in for them. Two, 2021. Here's why it's important. If we don't learn to make the political moves, the legislative moves, the law, based moves, right? When we get reparations, what the hell do we look like paying 400% more on properties? Because I know we're going to go out and buy real estate. I know we're going to have um, businesses. Um, and it's going to spill over into other areas, like into medical. But I think the housing analogy is just beautiful. If we don't learn to hold these people attacks uh, these people accountable for what they're doing with our green hard-earned tax dollars to fund the police when they're the ones who are harming us and not being accountable and beholden to us, what the hell is that gonna look like when yeah, we'll get our reparations, but at the end of the day, they're still winning. They're still winning because now they're getting up to 400% more of property taxes from your reparation money. Do we really want to do that? And it's so funny because I was talking earlier about how we need to get tax shelters for crypto. And I was talking earlier about how I want to encourage you to start to really sit down and this is going to be interesting, but... Think about maybe how you were taken advantage of as a melanated person and you didn't advocate for your money. You let it go. Um, You, you know, it could be anything from $20, but you knew that they did you wrong with their money, but you didn't speak up for it. There's going to be some of you who had situations where they took advantage of you and you just didn't know what to do or how to fix it or get a, how to get a lawyer and advocate for those type of things. But if we're going to move forward as a people, as a whole, as a collective, you're going to have to know how to protect those finances and protect that money 
to pass it on to make sure that it's protected and goes on to your future generations. Because 400% is a hell of a lot of money to be given away. It really is. <laughs> We're going to get reparations and be given away 400% of that right back into their hands. Why are we even okay with paying 400%? And I get it. Trust me, I get it. I think that leading up to the pandemic, it's like, I know there's injustices, but I'm so caught up in like just trying to live, like I'm just trying to make it for myself. I'm just trying to to put my hand to my mouth. I'm just trying to clock in, clock out, not piss my, my boss off and put some food on my table. But I think the thing with the pandemic, and that's why I really gave a shout out to the 11 million people who resigned in 2020 alone, because as as if as a collective on a global scale, as if we didn't have enough time on our hands, now there's more of us who are joining ranks to where it's like, now you have time and you, the psychological impact of you deciding, you know what, I'm going to resign. I believe in myself enough to get myself through it. I have what it takes. I have the grit to get through this. I have everything I need. Um, I have the determination, the perseverance to push through this, regardless of the outcome. Um, You're going to start to move different, right? And that's going to spill over into other areas because then now you're going to be having these conversations like what I'm having with you. I was so busy, but now guess what? I have time. Now I have time to address this. Now I'm getting to a point where I have time to look up articles and look at law, legal practices and look at medical journals and find out what's going on with the missing people and find out who's the chief of police in different cities and states and what are some of the things that have been successfully done in the past to make sure that that justice is received. One of my favorite um, examples of 2021 was when um, the Ryan Lenoyan was was this guy who shot a five-year-old boy was a little black boy because the boy went on his yard to um, get his his bicycle and he shot at him through the window and I mean when I tell you this child was like within a millimeter like within a millimeter inch like of losing his life and he he made several shots but he was running away from the from the yard because the guy had come out at him and tried to hit him with like a hatchet or with a mallet so he took off running, and then that's when um, Ryan Lenuyan went into his house and started shooting at the kid. Can you believe that the um, the it was fascinating to me, you guys, because I pay attention to things and I listen to things, but it was two things where we're going to have to start to pay attention to who these prosecutors are that we elect and vote and who get appointed by the police department because th- this is where... This is another example. The prosecutor, right? Because you have the defense attorney, the prosecutor, and the judge. The prosecutor started with these lines. If you go and look at his um, Ryan Lenuyan's 
trial of when he shot the five-year-old girl. He says, I am here from the prosecutor's office. I am here to represent the people. And then he proceeded to say why he didn't think that this guy was a threat and let him out on bond. He's supposed to be representing the people. That's our tax dollars. The hell? Nah, nah, son. You you thought it, I was going to be okay with him shooting a little black kid? Down near killing him? You think I'm paying you for that? Oh, you were sadly mistaken, sir. Sir? 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 You are sadly mistaken if you think that I'm paying you my tax dollars to represent me misrepresent me taxation without representation sir so here you have what should have been the offense the defensive side she's supposed to come on and say no he's not a threat blah 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 never had it happen before but you have we're talking about racism two sides of the, the same coin right where at the end of the day across the board the the, the system is racist where because if you have the, the defense saying that this guy is not a threat to the community and you have the prosecutor who's saying he's not a threat to the community, the system, the racist system is working, right? So then the judge co-signed on this. But the beauty and where I'm starting to get reinforcement and affirmations and confirmation that we need to move different Somehow word got out. And when I tell you people from all across the U.S. picked up the phone and started calling the police department. Do you know that within 12 hours they picked him up? Because remember, I, I told you that he had shot the boy. The boy went to the hospital and everything got stitches. The bullet went through his arm. And this guy had shot at him several times. And they let this guy out on bond back into his house, into his neighborhood. Right? Do you know that within 12 hours of that, they picked him back up and revoked his bond? And he's he's in prison, facing, not in prison, but he's in jail right now, facing charges. He's pending charges. But it took all of us calling. There was no need for us to parade paint signs on the sidewalk, turn on the porch light. Um, yes, there was a lot of, of chatter going on in social media, on YouTube, on Instagram. But at the end of the day, it took us calling the police department to say, I'll admit, and, and they might be more keen to this too in the future, but I don't, I don't care. That's why I'm going to be working with different people in different states to be the boots on the ground for me and be my eyes and my ears. When I call out like Chicago, Illinois, I'm counting on you to to really help me out with what's going on with the Jelani Day case out there. But um, it's like me in California, as soon as I heard that message, I called in to the police department. And when I called in, I said, hey, I'm calling to find out what's going on with the um, Ryan Lanouian. He shot the child and he's a threat to the community. No sooner had I said that than the lady respectfully said on the phone. Yes, thank you for calling, ma'am. Our our police officer department guy is um, the, the police deputy is aware of the situation. We are addressing the situation. He's been brought back into custody. 
that was a eureka moment for me. I was like, look at that. I didn't even have to get out of my, I did it from the comfort of my bed. I didn't have to go drive anywhere to go in a parade with the risk of getting shot at and killed and getting mislabeled for rioting. At some point we might have to write letters or sign petitions and whatnot, but that's how the system works. So we're going to, I and I'm going to wrap up with this because there is a quote by Malcolm X. And this will be appropriate for us to um, for us to wrap up where he talks about us being politically smart. I'm going to have to paraphrase it because I, 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 um, I want to do it justice. I'm going to type in quote here and I have a little bit of time to get it. I have five more minutes here. It could be in this one. Let me try to pull it up real quick. 15 quotes. Just bear with me here, you guys. Uh, supporting and maintaining black community. If you guys want to check it out, there's an article on the Griel with 15 quotes from Malcolm X. That might be good for us to look at in the future. Staying woke. And, and knowing, me, knowing my luck, too, like, they won't even put it here. Like, they will give you what they want you to, to know. Okay, I can't quite seem to find it here. And of course, it's going to make sense. It's not going to be in this article. I, I kind of feel like. Hmm. But this is this is going to be interesting. I might do another podcast and read these quotes with you. And that would be a long podcast. That would be a great one to have a panel with. That would be a great one to have a panel with, to take those quotes piece by piece and talk about what that means in 2021. But let me kind of paraphrase what Malcolm X was saying in one of his quotes. He was saying that the the Negro, the melanated person, the human person, we need to start to be politically savvy. We need to be... We need to learn how to play the game. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. It was such a beautiful quote. I'll try to find it. When I find it, then I will share it with you guys. I might just dedicate a one podcast to that. But, yeah. Those are my thoughts. Like, that was an illustration of why it's important for us to be accountable for things such as our tax dollars when it comes to police brutality, because it's going to spill over into other areas, because then now we have to hold them accountable for how they're using our taxes. Are they really representing us? Are they really advocating for us? Are they really, um, what's going on with the redlining, with the financing, with the medical apartheid, with the environmental issues, like us being able to have green spaces for our children to be able to play in the park 
um, all of those things are going to play a role. And um, it will really protect our future and our legacy because nothing better than to make sure that these people understand that when we say jump, they need to jump and ask how high. Because when our children come and say, we need this, we need roads, we need education, we need technology, coding, um, and financial education in our schools, the only response should be how high. And I'm done here.